All right, here we are, 428. That's April 28, 2023. And it is time for another riveting, common sense laden episode of Common Sense Ohio Show, where you can find it at commonsenseohioshow.com here at the roundtable at 511. Um, why Ohio? Why common sense? Well, why not? You could say that sort of makes sense. And then you could also uh, go for the real explanation, which is. So goes as goes Ohio, so goes the rest of the world. See, it, it gets broader every time I say it, and now I think uh, the more I say it, the more it becomes true. <laughs> the and universe, the universe will follow Ohio. So why do I say that? Because we're like, you know, we're right in the middle, you know, uh, right from the middle, as I like to say. And uh, we cover topics that are Ohio centric, but also expand into the rest of the metasphere. We are on the edge of the Milky Way, though. We are. Yeah. <laughs> we're not in the middle of that, but we're in the middle of everything else. You know, when I when I ate candy as such, I would I was more of a Snickers guy. I like the nuts. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Other, others others yeah. like the Milky Way. Well, they got it wrong. <laughs> but uh, anyway, here we are. It's Common Sense Ohio. We're going to get rolling. We got Norm. We got Brett. We got the full crew. Sometimes you know work gets in the way. One of us can't be here. We try to remote in or whatever it would be. And I assume Norm, you're going to have some racing coming up. It is the season, so oh for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're going to make do, and uh, the show must go on. And here it goes. Uh, Norm usually has his stack of papers. Oh like, yeah. Uh, Professor Kingsfield over there with. I the love everybody, chest. including the people I'm going to beat on track. Oh, the racers. Yeah. Yes, sir. I love them as I pass them. Um, I think we've got to start out with a legal story that is too, it's, it's too much, man. So there is this 48-year-old rapper. No, you don't mean like present rapper. You mean like music rapper. No, I mean music rapper. Okay. Not, like, not like working at Macy's at Christmas time. Right. And of all places... Uh, this African-American gentleman who goes by the name of Afro Man, that is his performance. Then I got high. Then I got high. (laughs) And he's been a Grammy-nominated guy. That song's great. Then I got high, whatever it's called. (laughs) This this fellow's actual name is Joseph Foreman. So he lives in Adams County, Ohio. All right. (laughs) <laughs> plum in the middle of Appalachia, right? Right. So this guy uh, had his house raided back in August of last year. Uh, search warrant was executed for possible kidnapping and narcotics. Mm-hmm. They kicked in his door, the uh, Adams County sheriffs and a couple of deputies, and uh, came in. They got nothing. So the, the, the search produced uh, not anything, and he was not charged. So he has um, lampooned, let's put it that way, the uh, Adams County Sheriff's Department on his current album, or whatever you call it, his MP3, or whatever, whatever you call a collection of songs these days. I'm sure it's not a physical piece of vinyl. Well, I'm not sure of that. They're coming yeah, back. Yeah, they're coming back. You're um, right. But he did this one song. Well, he did several songs, and they're very funny. Um, so uh, the ACLU is representing him against um in this defending him in this lawsuit brought by the deputies who say he illegally used their images uh video on on his music video on on uh, social media on t-shirts that he has monetized their images and they want damages and some of the songs are just incredible they're <laughs> Probably the funniest one is called Lemon Pound Cake because one of the deputies did a double take at the Lemon Pound Cake on the guy's kitchen counter. Like when he, this, oh, when he came in, this is like, <laughs> this is like a donut story, right? With the cops and the, de- so, oh, oh, so, oh, I got you. So the video camera caught, <laughs> caught the sheriff looking twice at the pound cake. Like, uh, and so in the rap song, the, the, in the rap song, Afro Man talks about, you know, should I cut you a slice? <laughs> um, so, so the the other songs are so so in this collection of of, of songs, he's got another one called 
will you help me repair my door? <laughs> and he's got one called, why you disconnected my video camera. <laughs> Those are actual names of songs. So, so these, these six deputies, uh, in, in, including a detective, are, they, obviously they wigged out over this. They, they, They've lost. They've oh, they, lost all perspective. Exactly, and they and they want a piece of flesh. So uh, I guess well, they want a piece of flesh. They want a piece of they money. They, they want, want the a piece money. of. <laughs> they want the. So it's set for pre-trial on June the eighth, and, oh. and then uh, the the comedy will ensue. If yeah, the judge doesn't throw it out, if the, now, yeah, it well, it, the question is: Is it going to is it going to survive summary judgment? I don't know. I didn't. This is the first I've heard of this case. So wow. you know what what they're saying is what these police are saying. I'm guessing is that uh, Afro Man is taking their name and likeness and image and making money from it. Yes. and therefore they should um, they should they're owed whatever money that uh, Afro Man is making. Now Afro Man is going to probably turn around and say, "Hold on a second, you're a public official." And uh, you're you were this was all public record stuff. I'm just using what's out there in the public domain. Mm-hmm. I don't know the nuance of this law, but it's awesome. I, I now the ACLU. I find that interesting that they're getting involved to defend this, um, because it, you know, I wonder if they would. Def- I wonder if they would defend it if the message were different, if it were the opposite or something like that. You know, it's like uh, yeah. would they defend the police? Would they defend the police if it were reversed? And uh, the answer is probably no. But um, does it remind they, you guys have. of that case? Remember we talked about that case in Northeast Ohio? I, that's what it they, reminded where they, me. Where the right. guy had a satirical fake website, website right. of his local police department. How did that ever end? Yeah. How did that? I, I think it's still in process. Still in process. I, I haven't heard that there's either. been a resolution. Yeah. Maybe there has. But so I, yeah. usually what happens is, usually in a civil case like that, one side sues the other. That is, they're asking for money damages. They want to they get paid back because they've been caused some damage. Now, if it's like a physical injury, then they try to put some economic uh, value to that, either by medical bills, et cetera, pain and suffering. If it's something like this, it, it, maybe it's more quantifiable. They could say, well, Afro Man made X dollars selling this, and uh, he used our image and likeness to do it. So, therefore, we're entitled to that money, not Afro Man, because we didn't give him permission to do it. Uh, and usually what happens is the side, one of the sides or the other will file a motion for summary judgment, which is really a request to the judge, the trial judge, to say, there are no genuine issues here. I should just win. I should just win, and the case should be dismissed. If you're Afferman, you're going to file a motion for summary judgment saying, look, this is in the public domain. I had every right to do it. There's no legal remedy or no legal uh, uh, cause of action here. Judge, you should just dismiss it. No factual changes or no factual developments could change that, uh, that outcome. Um, now, if the case survives summary judgment, Usually that means everybody comes to the table and the case gets settled. Fox News is a perfect example of this. Mm-hmm. Um, they were sued by Dominion and the voting machines and all that other nonsense. And Fox lost the summary judgment and therefore came right to the table with an absurd amount of money and, and t- settled it. And Tucker lost his, too. And, and Tucker yeah. lost his job, yeah. maybe because of that. Where it's not, There's a lot of stuff. It's but not yeah. sure. Tucker's probably going to be dancing all the way to the bank on oh, that one. But yeah. uh, I, I look, I think Tucker, right, we've shifted gears here. But, but I, think I didn't Tucker, mean to, sorry. Yeah. Tucker will survive right here at Channel 511. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his podcast. Hey, hey, Tucker, Tucker, listen up, man. I got a deal that you can't Dude. refuse. Yeah. I will let you record here for almost nothing yeah. to you. <laughs> for you, him. You yeah. can replace me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're not, we're not worthy. We'll, 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 we'll help out. Ele- we'll help elevate his podcast. Right? <laughs> we'll, we'll sponsor it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, just, I didn't mean to sidebar you. you know, just, no, it's perfect. Long, Tucker's going to come to Channel Five Eleven. He's going to record <laughs> his podcast right here at the round table. Why wouldn't he want to? Why would I don't he, know? Why right? not? I don't know. Because Columbus is awesome. Friendly confines. Why would he want a beachfront studio in Florida when he could have this? Well, South come on, come on, come on. I'll give him a parking pass. Well. Oh. There, there's there the deal breaker I mean, right I, there. I give him a party <laughs> pass and a key fob. Whatever he wants. <laughs> I only get half of that deal, folks. <laughs> Brett gets the other half. I'm going to fix all that. A terrible owner. You know what? Uh, uh, you know what? I immediately thought uh, of uh, you know musicians in trouble with the law, and uh, it, it, I, this is out of just you know brain scatter here, but it, I thought of this case. It, it, it triggered the Willie, uh, the Willie Nelson album called IRS album, mm-hmm. where yeah. all the proceeds were to settle his debt to mm-hmm. the IRS. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, you know the IRS hated that. I mean, you just, <laughs> well, you I know, don't know. They just got their money. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it was a snarky kind Here's of, the thing, though. There is no, I mean, there is no identity <laughs> to the IRS. It's just this this, this glob conglomerate yeah. of, of bureaucratic red tape. So Careful. Like, who's going to get offended? Careful. I, I wouldn't think anybody of there, I, honestly. I love everybody at the IRS. I just, I want that on the record. I, look, leave I, leave I, me alone. Is somebody sniffing an audit on you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want one. I know exactly. <laughs> I, I'm clean, man, but I don't, I don't want to go through it. No, you trash talk the IRS. No, man. I'm not <laughs> trash talking the IRS. I'm just no. saying right. there is no one no. at the IRS to get. Like, Do you think some guy working no. in Cincinnati, Ohio for the IRS is going to get upset because Willie Nelson, he's probably going to say, boy, that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, they probably wouldn't be doing that. You're right. He might be right. You're there, right. Now, back You're in right. the late 90s, I think we had some rappers here in Columbus, Ohio, get in trouble. Busy, uh, who was that? Busy Bones or something like that. They uh, they got in trouble here in Columbus. I don't know, man. So Ohio's big for it's all right. getting uh, rappers in trouble. Rap's right. not my thing. Yeah, uh, Little Wayne. Little oh, Wayne. Little Wayne, yeah, yeah probably did. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Switching gears here. Now, this is this is probably coming out of Appalachia uh, sector of our wonderful state, and those are wonderful people. It's a gorgeous part of our state. But Ohio, according to a recent survey of uh, calls to whatever kind of database uh, exists for Sasquatch sightings, Ohio ranks fourth. Fourth. Look, I'm looking this weekend, man. I'm going turkey hunting. And uh, if, if the if the birds aren't goblin, I'm on a hunt for Bigfoot. Oh God. I mean, it's unbelievable, right? <laughs> I mean, you're thinking, right? You're thinking Idaho, Oregon, uh, Alaska. Yeah, you would think like the northwest for north Maine, no, 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 northwest forest. Yeah, right. Ohio fourth. There's really no place to hide here, right? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You go down to go well, down to the true. National yeah, forest. Yeah, you true. Get lost there before you turn yeah. around. <laughs> You know, that yeah, must be true. where they're all coming but from, man. That's all. That's the only place he or she's going to be. Well, you know they're going to be in, on government <laughs> land because there's a government conspiracy to conceal Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, so it's got to be the Wayne National. Oh Force. my god! So, dude, that that fries me. Wow! Or you've got some guy in his backyard with a cave, and he feeds him regularly, and you know he just hangs out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that that just blows me away, man. Little, wow. Little sports wow. news. I think it. Uh, I think this is uh, fascinating. Now, I apologize ahead of time. I don't have stats for the University of Cincinnati or, you know, Kent State or Akron Zips or anybody else. But Ohio State uh, continues to be the leader in NFL history for first-round draft picks with 90. Uh, The closest university behind OSU is uh, U.S. Southern Cal. At, with 86, and Bama with 78 in third place. Wow. So C.J. Stroud uh, went, uh, he was the second pick this year, uh, that, just a few days ago. The uh, second pick overall or the yes, second round pick? second, second pick. pick. Oh, okay. These are all first round draft picks. So I'm going to okay. name the three. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. We had three this year. We being Ohio, and I'm not necessarily a big Buckeye guy, but, um, you know, I love the Buckeyes when they win. When they don't, I don't take any ownership at all. C.J. Stroud. Standard Buckeye Fair right there. Standard. Pretty much. Yeah, well, from Cincinnati. So, um, C.J. Stroud, second pick. Um, let's see. Jackson Smith, Jeba, uh, sixth uh, in the first round. And then Paris, and he's going to uh, the Seahawks. Uh, Paris Johnson, who is going to the Arizona Cardinals, was the 20th in the first so round. So where is uh, C.J. going? He is going to the te- Houston Texans. The Texans. Texans. Dick, or as George Bush would say, Texans. Or uh, Texans. Yes. Or John Texans. Wayne. Te- John Wayne He's would going go, to Tex- Texicans. Texicans. <laughs> Texicans. <laughs> Boy, that's right. Or yeah. LBJ called Texas. 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 Yeah. It's like a whole other country. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's a it? whole other country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you've exactly. Driven, if you've ever tried to drive in Texas, you realize it doesn't end. I yeah. have. I've driven east-west. And uh, yeah, Houston to um, El Paso. Yeah, went, yeah. It, it just wow. went forever. Wow. It never stopped. Mm. I recently caught an article about the top 10 dog names in Franklin County. Oh, well, that's God. interesting. So, what do you, well, first, do you think the top name is a female or male name? I think it could be either one. I'll bet it's Spot. I'm thinking Brutus. Bella. 
Bella. Bella. Bella. Wow. I know. I know. Which Do you, I don't know about which could be either. Could well, that's true. Good point. And my my brain went to Phoenix. It just means beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Lucy, Lucy, then then Charlie, hmm. which then, could be either. Then Daisy. That makes sense. Hmm. Daisy. Ma- Max. Okay. Then Luna. That could be either. Max. Then Buddy, Bailey, Sadie, and then Cooper. Wow, no spot. I've yeah. known some Coopers. I've known some Sadies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so they're saying I've lo- known Bellas. Our, our local buddy, dog. Now at Clinton. Bill did Clinton's you say in, 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 in Franklin County? Franklin County. No, well, see, I, no I would Woody. Like to know. No, no Woody. Not anymore. I, you know, I wonder if the Woody thing is kind of now generationally passed. Wow. You got the OG out there still remembering him, but he's just kind of a historical figure. Now, I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, wow. Unless somebody brings up the film and brings up, you know, starts stirring yeah, the pot about now. that, it's a negative thing. You know, what he, not that it wasn't then, of course. You know, it had. It got a big. I think but, it got more of a pass back then than it would now. Maybe, yeah. Maybe not. But you know, you remember the guy up in Michigan, the the coach who got involved after the basketball um, game a couple of years ago. Like that sort of passed without incident too. And yeah. That, that, that surprised the crap out of me. Yeah. But uh, no, what I would like to know about dog names is how do those compare to the rest of the world? I mean, is or the rest know. of the country? I'll I bet don't know. you it's pretty similar. I bet it probably needs a. Uh, because those are generic dog names. I mean, those oh, are just, hold on. I can go to National Trends. I didn't realize I had to click on National you're not, Trends. You're not really yeah. going to look up dog Remember names. Remember, no, like no, hey, come on. Tay Ron. Well, you know, the popular is Brutus. Brutus is number 35 nationally, and Buckeye is 102. If we look at it, at ourselves. that's still pretty incredible, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I mean that really is incredible. Yeah, what, the, what well, the number the number one dog name they yeah. say this the website's called the Dog People, and this is for 2022 though. Most common boy dog names number one is Max, okay, and number one for girl dog names Luna. Okay, we match up pretty darn good. Bella, Daisy, Lucy for the girl names, that's for the boy names Max, Charlie, Cooper, Milo, Buddy. Interesting. So we, uh, yeah, we pretty much match what all nationally. those East Coasters moving I, into Columbus. Yeah, because they say They're ruining the city. Yeah. So the <laughs> yeah the trending names are Fezco, Cassini, Mossberg, Mirabel. The name of a shotgun. A lot of it, uh, hunting hunting dogs. They'll name after the shotgun. Like is that Re- it? Remy or oh, uh, Belly? Okay. Oh, okay. Like Mos- Benelli or something. Mossberg. Yeah. I mean that's ridiculous. Number six, a trending name is Mommy. You name your dog Mommy? After the river? Like M-O-M-M-Y. Mommy. That's horrible. That's horrible. Other than folks, if you need a dog name, Well, maybe she's a real bitch. Anyway, so. Sorry. So, yeah. So, so goes Ohio, so goes the United States. We're pretty much right on par. So, they're all copying Ohio. Pretty much. I'm thinking that's, I think it's where it's, I think it's where it's going. Can I elevate the discussion? Please do. I just thought, you know, we lightened up a moment. How could you go any higher? Are we going to Stay at the canine. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, interesting Ohio stats, it came out uh, this week that Ohio college enrollment over the last 10 years has declined 12%, which is a huge number. And, I, at, you know, I think it'd be good to talk about why do we think fewer people uh, are going, you know, it, we haven't lost that much population. It's not like 12% of Ohio has left in the last right. 10 years. It's not no, it's not with no. the proportion of population. No. It's, it's 12% down. 12% well, down. Well, to, to me, I think there's an analysis of kids just realizing I don't have to go to college to make some money. They're going to tech. So yeah. I'm going to assume the, the definition of college here is the, the what we think yes. of traditional four-year. That's what they're talking you know, about. Yes. I think the kids are getting smarter and figuring out, you know what, I don't have to do this. I, I, I want to go to a tech school and make some money in two years. I'm going to be a welder. Of course, the, well, the cost is jacked and, up. Yeah. And there are, I think there are multiple things, but I think there's some of that. I think the kids are realizing. Well, that's the point, Brett's let's making. Let's go. The, co- the, the cost-benefit analysis isn't there. It's like, right. remember when old Slick Willie yeah. said, everybody deserves an education. Oh, for right. God. And, and you know right. what? Everybody ought to not have an education because oh. you can get an education in multiple different ways. Oh, gosh, I mean, yeah. it doesn't make one better than the other because yeah. they happen to go to college. I've always right. thought this. And, yep. and yep. you know, when I went to college and got my um, – liberal arts degree in history at the College of Worcester, it didn't cost me $50,000 a year to do it. 
um, it cost me like in almost single digits. So it may, and, and, you know, I, I don't have the math on inflation versus uh, now, now back to the nineties, but I'm going to guess it, it beats inflation by like multipliers. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the idea of coming out with a liberal arts education and having to find a job, you know, all in my situation was maybe a perfect example on everybody's door in college, my senior year, 1992, we would, we would, (laughs) Put on the, everybody had a cork on the outside of their board for little notes or whatever, and uh, with thumbtacks, and people would post their job rejection notices, um, <laughs> and you know it was almost like a little game. We were laughing at each other. Oh, you got rejected wow. too. There was no jobs, right? Or there were no jobs. And uh, you know, what do you do with a history degree from a liberal arts school? Now, I'm not, I'm not impugning the education. It was a good education. I learned how to read. I learned how to write. Not that I didn't know how to read before, but I learned how to critically read and write. And, um, you know, I wrote the functional equivalent of a master's my senior year. And uh, there was a lot of good stuff that came of it. But would I do it now and go into the workplace $150,000, $200,000 in debt? I think not. I think uh, you could get that education. Uh, People people are looking at this very pragmatically. You go to Columbus State or you go to a community college, uh, maybe a two-year degree at a tech school to learn, uh, learn how to code, as they say. Uh, or learn IT, or learn uh, elect, uh, being, uh, being an electrician, go to the unions. There's lots of things you can do to make better money than like applying in the open market for some position that has nothing to do with your education. Yeah, mm-hmm. a couple of years mm-hmm. of that 10 years was uh, COVID too. Correct. And there yeah. were some yeah. colleges where you were not in person. Yeah. And you you got to think to yourself, really? I'm going to pay that kind of tuition mm-hmm. to stay at home and Zoom you know, watching a professor on TV and like, I'm not seeing the value. And and as I recall during that COVID mess, there was a lot of complaints that the tuition was not adjusted. Oh no, uh, it was not. Yeah. Or room and board, et cetera. That's right. It was, um, yep. Yeah. It was a ripoff. Yeah. Well, and it was, yeah, we're just a year off of doing the college tours with Hayden. So he's finishing up his first year at UC. And I, I vividly remember, you know, visiting the colleges that we did for him, universities that we did is, you know, they're, you know, taking the tour, the, the spotlight of what the universities want you to see and what they don't want you to see is just so weird. They want you to see all well, Amen- we have this, amenities, amenities. Amenities. Yeah, look at this. Look at this My athletic facility God. that the kids can use. Look and, at the cafeteria. We, the food is awesome. The, right, right. I mean, right. it used Would to you, be sort of a rite of passage. You had crap food. In you had crap food. You just yeah. did. And again, I appreciate that they have better food. Yes, I, I, that's great. But you know, workout facilities. I mean, million, pool, millions right. of dollars in this crap. Well, and look, this is a conversation that we don't need to dive into here, but everybody's going to know at least Norm and my opinion on uh, the nature of the educational structure at this point, what they're teaching, what they're not teaching, and what, uh, yeah. you know, liberal arts degree is not what it was. You know, I, I, no. read, I read Plato, Socrates, I right. took philosophy, I took literature, I took uh, yeah. even sure. some science poorly. Uh, I took uh, all sorts of things, but I learned... A, a wide array of, of, uh, I got a vast amount of knowledge on a wide array of subjects as a liberal arts, uh, major. And I don't think that's what it would be now. I agree. hundred percent. And the flip side of what you said, what does that liberal arts degree get you? Well, it, it used to get you, you know, when, when we had, um, Lazarus downtown, for example, mm-hmm. you know, you could get out of college you could you could have a liberal arts degree and go to a place like Lazarus and be the manager of the men's clothing department or something on just a college degree yeah. and a good interview and a you know and because a good you have work. good verbal and written skills exactly yeah. mm-hmm. but none that you of picked that up in college that doesn't right. exist anymore no no and no. and you know that this is why this is a better topic we're just going to cover it real quickly you know this this is an argument against minimum wage because what happens is. Um, those jobs now aren't really available. And if they were available, the minimum wage is so high that they're not going to the entry-level people. They're going to go to higher-level people. So the entry-level people don't become entry-level people, and they don't get jobs. You know, it's like my first job was, uh, say, in law school. My first job was as a law clerk, and I guess you could still get that job. But because of my education, I learned how to write. And because I learned how to write, I could easily translate that into writing legal writing. I had to learn it, but I was able to learn it. And I could go offer something to top lawyers that for, but I got paid crapola, 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 Mm -hmm, nothing, mm -hmm. very little. In fact, my employer used to joke, you should pay me to work here. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, and I would have, frankly. Yeah. Uh, and I did essentially in time. But yeah. Um, yeah. because of be, now, if, if he would have been forced <clears throat> to pay me uh, something higher than market value, he wouldn't have done it. He just wouldn't have done it. Yeah. He would have sourced it out to paralegals. He would have he would have uh, hired another lawyer, or he would have done something yeah. other than pay an inexperienced law student who had no idea what he was doing. Sure. Other than I was an eager beaver, ready to go, please. And uh, I, I wouldn't have been where I am if he would have had to pay me twenty five dollars an hour, or twenty bucks an hour. Now everybody else in favor of that says these people don't make enough money. Yeah, but you can't force somebody to hire you <laughs> for that money. Yeah, no. And, yeah. and speaking right. of the minimum wage, just um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, the the ballot board, the Ohio ballot board, approved uh, the constitutional amendment language to raise the minimum wage, which is, um, you know, that's going to be a, I mean, it's like Ben Franklin said, you know, it's the end of things when people can vote themselves in, you know, gratuities. That's going to be a knee-jerk thing. People are going to see. Looks mi- good, feels good, sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Sure. It's like it's, it's it, like consequences a, are horrible. Franklin County. Every time they put a zoo levy on the ballot, it passes immediately. Oh, I like tigers and giraffes. Well, oh, we need oh, a bus. We need buses because we need, <laughs> yeah, we need we, and you know. we need uh, and we need a, those poor people that they, they well, can't live on minimum wage. So let's and, make it fifteen bucks an hour. Let's just play this out. A couple <laughs> chess moves out. So they won't get hired. To your point. So they don't get hired. And so what do they do? They're they, going to make robots. They go. Make employers begin doing things to circumvent the rules. So they're not going to pay somebody as a W two. They're no. going to they're going to add they're going to hire ad hoc labor. So I'm just going to go um, farm myself out to do some legal work or legal writing for various people, and I'll make ten fifteen bucks an hour maybe. Yep. Uh, whatever it would be as an independent contractor, and then you get California that says we're not even going to co- we're not even going to permit that. You know, so they're doing this with all the Uber and Lyft drivers. They're saying no, you can't even be an independent contractor. You guys are all W two. So what's that going to do? They're going to lose their freaking jobs. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know it, it's like then or they're going to go black market. Or they're going to go black they're market. Just go yeah. underground, and they're yeah. just going to haul people in illegal taxis. You can't regulate with human no nature. insurance. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. and 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 their little coterie of customers will all know to call Bill. Here's Bill's phone number, and Bill show up in his Camry right. and take them to the grocery so store. So your taxes that you were you were collecting from the independent contractor wasn't good enough, Newsom. Now you want to take you're yeah. going to take that tax plus another seven and a half percent on the owner side or on the business side, and guess what you're going to get? Nothing as a result. So right. it's like greed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember playing chess with my dad, and I, he would suck me in. He goes, "Ah, ah <laughs> you got greedy. You tried to get my queen, and now you yeah. now you're in checkmate." You yeah, know, it's mm-hmm. like. He's getting greedy, and yeah. they do it with this guy's like, pay your fair share. Well, you know. In racing, we yeah. call that the red mist. When you when you come up on somebody and it's an impossible, the laws of physics cannot be disobeyed, and yet you've got the red mist in your eyes. You you want so badly to go by that guy that you defy the laws of physics. It's going to work for me this it's time. A, yes. oh, and wow. you fly the hell off the track, or oh, you wow. ascend him. And it's called the red mist. And it's kind of like in NASA, they used to call it go-itis. Like, Hmm. you know, when the Challenger blew up, right? They ascribed that to all these people saying, well, we got to, gosh, we we got the first teacher in space and we got this. and We got to go. President Reagan is watching and we got to go. We got to, you know, well, hey, wait a minute. The lines are frozen and the rubber, when it's frozen, will split open and spew fuel out. Eh, what's the percentage of that happening? Well, it's 50-50. Ah. 100% this time. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, your your dad is right. Don't, Don't go for the queen. When you're not really going to be able to pull it off. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can get the queen but lose the game. Right, right, right. right. Another amendment that is coming to fruition is that thing that we've talked about many times about the 60% um, uh, of voters approving any constitutional amendment. Um, That proposal is set for a House vote next week. It has been, it's gone through committee, they're counting noses. They need at least 60% of the votes of the House of Representatives to pass, to put a, a House-authorized amendment onto the ballot. So you know how you can sign, like the abortion uh, proponents are, 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 are circulating signatures. That's one way to get an amendment on the, on the ballot. The other way is 
the General Assembly can also put amendments on the ballot. And this 60% of voter approval to change our Constitution is one of those. And they're going to vote on it next week, and possibly we'll see it on the uh, on the ballot. Well, oh, we'll see it. Sticking yeah. with, uh, well, yeah, shifting we sideways a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we have covered this before. Mm-hmm. There was a Columbus uh, City mm-hmm. Ordinance that passed uh, regarding high-capacity magazines mm-hmm. yeah. and firearms. And, uh, you know, there was a big hoo about this because, you know, it, it passed, it was blocked, it was unblocked, it reblocked, and, you know, it's gone back and forth. Well, uh, basically the argument has been, wait a minute, Columbus can't be more strict than the rest of Ohio. We don't have uh, any uh, comedy on this. And next thing you know, you're going to have somebody confused as to what the law is, et cetera. But uh, the latest iteration of this is uh, John Doe versus the city of Columbus et al. So John Doe et al, meaning and others uh, in the city of Columbus and others uh, have sued for declaratory judgment. Uh, and uh, they got a preliminary injunction up in Delaware with Judge Gormley. And you would say, well, how in the heck does do these people have jurisdiction up in Delaware? Well, they do. You know, it's a it's a well. Columbus is in Delaware hmm. County now. Uh, yeah, that's not necessarily and in Licking County. That's not necessarily the standard, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it does. Uh, they, it did. The Delaware does have um, authority. It turns out to pronounce whether this is constitutional or unconstitutional. And in the interim, the Judge Gormley up there has issued a decision, basically finding uh, or granting a preliminary injunction. Um, to not mm-hmm. enforce the law until we figure it all out. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it, this gets confused all the time in the U.S. Supreme Court and other courts. You hear this stuff. Like I, I heard one, like during COVID, there was all sorts of preliminary injunctions. What does that mean? This, all right, here's what it means. Here's what it doesn't mean. A preliminary injunction, there's a bunch of factors, one of which is your likelihood of success on the merits. And what you're asking the court to do is not enforce this law while we figure out if the law itself is unconstitutional or on the other side, you're saying, no, let us keep enforcing this law while we're trying to figure out whether the law is constitutional. And what these plaintiffs did is they asked the court not to enforce it. They want to, in, they want a preliminary injunction, and they're seeking a permanent injunction. Uh, so a preliminary injunction just means that they're not the city can't enforce the law against these plaintiffs and others uh, while they're trying to figure out whether the law violates the Ohio Constitution or some other constitutional amendment in the U.S. or Ohio uh, formats. So uh, now you would say, all right, well, that, this isn't a flat out win for the plaintiffs, but it goes a long way because ordinarily it telegraphs the outcome of the case. Like uh, preliminary injunctions are rarely granted, I think, when uh, it's likely that you're not going to win. Yeah. So okay. and sometimes it's, it's sort of like, all right, uh, game over. And it goes up on a pellet. Uh, it goes up the pellet ladder on something like this. Um, this has happened in the U.S. Supreme Court recently with uh, abortion issues. Um, it's happened with COVID issues. Uh, and, you know, it, 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 it's important to, to know it's not a, at a flat out win, but it uh, maybe telegraphs or it, it, the tea leaves would show that maybe you will win. So anyway. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we're up to 10 states. So one fifth of the country in terms of states, 10 states now have <clears throat> passed. Uh, It sticks in my throat because they can't define it correctly. Assault weapon bans, right? And and another one was just signed into law this week by another state. uh, What was it? Uh, Oregon or someplace. It feels like uh, uh, what the FCC trying to put some type of uh, definition to what's obscene. Well, and, no, and, 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 actually, and, and, well, and, and, where assault I'm go- weapon has a no, very no, what, specific no, definition. Right, right, but where I'm going is— politicians have yeah. bastardized— uh, Right, but where I'm going with this is when I, when I see one, that, that I just know it when I see one. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's, you know, it's just like we can't put a— de- well, There the is po- a definition to it, but everybody puts their own it, definition. Well, what is the definition? You know? what, the poli- how are they trying to define it? The politician yeah. definition. So they just had the head of the ATF in, in congressional mm-hmm. hearings. He was asked to define it, and he said he couldn't. So, which is insane because it yeah. has a clinical firearms industry definition and it has ever since World War II. I would think it'd have to, to be regulated. When they, <laughs> you know, no, no, or I'm, to I'm, be built I'm, or whatever. Right? I'm talking yeah. about like people who can define what an elephant is oh, okay. and, gotcha. what a, and what sure. grass is, right? Okay. Gotcha. There is a definition for an assault weapon. It was invented during World War II. And what it is, it's a select fire, which means you can 
You can either shoot it like a machine gun or with the flick of a switch, shoot it individually with one pull of the trigger, one bullet uh, comes out. So it number one, it's select fire. Number two, it's medium caliber. And number three, it's high capacity magazine. So, well, what is okay. the law or what is okay. the regulation? So, look, I know what the that's World what War II it is. Okay. Is that what <laughs> okay. the law says, or is that just oh, the definitional? No, the, under the law, politicians in various states have defined assault weapons basically as scary looking weapons. <laughs> well, that's just it. So, look, yeah. in in the gun world, it it's so insane. Like you could have this coffee mug. And if I stamp a number on this and register it as a firearm, it becomes a gun. So an M16 is an assault weapon. An AR-15 is not. Well, look, under your definition. But no, look, not, not my definition. Under the defi- under your World War II definition. Under, when I say your definition, I mean the one you just gave us. Dude, under the so, definition in, used by... I understand. You think that that's the definition that should apply. But what I'm saying is... When legislators write law, they have to specifically define terms. And just because it doesn't match our standard notion of what the definition used to be or ought to be well, yes, doesn't correct. mean that that's the definition mm-hmm. for, like, or it's still the definition for purposes of the law. Like, so I, what, said, like I said, they've bastardized if, the definition. The, right. If this right. coffee mug had a number on it and I registered it with ATF, it becomes a gun. Even if it doesn't expel a projectile, even if I can't go bang with it, it could be a hunk of metal with a number. It becomes a gun well, there's for lots definitional of purposes. Of that. That's yes. ludicrous. And so yeah. what I want to look at is why, what are they defining it as in this in these particular laws. And I think when you go down that rabbit hole, you're going to find that it's a ridiculous definition. It covers things that shouldn't be covered. And it's an impossible to define standard. As Norm, you said, you sort of quip sarcastically. It's anything that looks scary. Mm-hmm. So, Oh no, no, I'm serious. I, I know fact, you, I, no, I'm with you. Because if you read the kinds mm-hmm. of characteristics in these various States and Columbus had an assault weapons ban. That's why I moved out of Columbus. In fact, I went to Pickerington. I, I left Columbus because I had guns that were included in that definition. And the Ohio Gun Collectors Association, which had monthly meetings right down there at the, at the Franklin County uh, Veterans uh, Hall, they took a walk, too. Lots of people left Columbus over idiotic legislation like this. And ultimately, it, the Columbus assault weapons ban was thrown out. By, yeah, by, in, in a lawsuit, nationally in, they've been they've been they've been they've lost many times. But so what's interesting to me is, and it's scary. It's so it's things like does it have a bayonet lug on yeah. it? Mm. Does it have? Is it does it have a synthetic stock? Right, as opposed to a wood stock. Yeah, all the guns I have. Well, I have a couple with wood stocks, but most of them are. So most if of them are synthetic. so if I'm in a back alley getting shot by a bad guy. Do I care if it has a wooden stock or a synthetic stock? Or the ability to put a bayonet on it? I mean, it's ridiculous. What are they talking? What they're talking about is guns that look scary. Here's what they're doing. They are saying out loud in most instances, well, we got to do something. And as I've said a hundred times, whenever you hear, well, we got to do something, what they are saying is we know that something we are about to do isn't going to do anything, but it's going to look like we're trying to do something. So therefore we got to do it because then we can say, well, we got to do something. It's a circular, illogical. The whole thing's illogical. If you look Mm -hmm. at the, if if you look at criminal causes of, of murders, hands and feet are far and beyond the number one weapon used to kill people. And if you're going to Mm -hmm. look at, Causes of murder, assault, death, murder and death being the same, but I had to say three. Uh, if you look at the cause of the or gun crime, we'll just say generally, it's not AR 15. Oh, God, no. It's, it's handguns. It's handguns. By a huge margin. But huge these people margin. won't talk about handgun because then you got to get to the point where you're on the street in local communities and it can quickly be, end up being a racial debate and they won't go there. So, you know. Well, it, the other thing is what's more deadly is Pappy's deer hunting gun. In his closet. Well, they're AR-15. Well, hang on. Let me get to my point. I'm sorry. Just, I'm a little excited here. If you, if if Pappy's 30 odd six, you know, Springfield deer hunting gun is 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 in his closet, or his AR-15. Okay, they both only shoot one bullet with one pull of the trigger. 
Okay. A 30 odd six is like three times the diameter of a 22 caliber bullet, right? And it's a big, huge bunch of powder behind that 30 odd six. Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's got, it's a neck down cartridge. So it, it, with a uh, magnum amounts of, it's mag- not a magnum, but it's a, yes. a neck down cartridge. So you can pack a bunch of powder. And then when the powder explodes, because it's neck down, it's got even more force. Mm. hundred percent. Yeah. So it is not a medium caliber uh, bullet like the AR 15 or an AK 47. It's, it's a full on military caliber, like the British eight millimeter or the, you know, the Soviet Mosin, the Gantt round that, so if I were to say to somebody, hey, listen, you're going to get shot. Like you're, you're a test dummy and, and, and you're going to get shot. We're going to make you get shot. But you get, to pick the, you get to pick the gun. Would you rather be shot by Pappy's deer hunting gun, which nobody's talking about banning those. Would you rather get hit by that or would you rather get hit by an AR-15? My hand would immediately go up and say, shoot me with the AR-15. All right, well, but there, there's right. arguments in favor and, and Because and against, the other one's way it. more so lethal. I hear people all the time, not all the time, but I've heard politicians talk about AR-15s and saying, well, there's a reason you don't use these for deer hunting. They would destroy the meat and they're way too powerful, blah, blah, blah. They're it's not the powerful. Opposite. They're not, it's like they're too small. The, the caliber is too small. Because I, I saw a video on that to too. I didn't know the difference either. I'm not a gun person, but right. knowing it, that's why you don't hunt with that because it's going it's to go right through the body. You would have to, yeah. It's a, it's, a it's not going to kill the animal at that point in time. It would kill it, but it's a, it, you'd have to be a lot more surgical about the hit. And right. it would right. take forever. Right. It, it's yeah. inhumane because yeah. it right. would have to bleed out. If I shoot right. a deer a long in, Kentu- now, in Kentucky, you can use rifles like your pappy's gun. I can use a .30-06. I can use a 300 Win Mag. I can right. use uh, right. uh, sure. .308. It's another very popular deer round. Mm, and, sure. and, you know, I, I this year I shot a deer in Ohio with a .44 Mag rifle because it's a straight wall cartridge. I could use that. And I was astounded at the amount of damage that bullet did. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect that. I mean, and nobody's talking, talking about like the band- size of my fist coming out. Yeah. And mm. you know, and nobody's talking about banning that. A thirty or a uh, uh, my AR-15s would not do that kind of damage. The two two twos or whatever they are, they would not do that kind of damage. And uh, two two threes, I always confuse it. But anyway, the um, these politicians don't know what they're talking about. They don't have any they do idea. Not know. And so, if they went the to a hand, gun show and they saw the AR-15, okay, it's black, it's synthetic stock, it looks scary, and they, and they go, ooh. You know, it's got a big magazine on Neat it. looking, right. Yeah, and they go, ooh, we got to ban that. But the much more lethal hunting rifle that's on, that's, on well, the, the, it, that's on the display just above it with a wooden stock and a bolt action. A better, a better analogy they, than they Norm just is say, this. oh, well, get that's like fine. a, um, <laughs> you know, Benelli makes an, a semi automatic rifle. And you could get a semi automatic, um, say, 308. Oh yeah, of or course. you could even get a smaller caliber. Look, I have a semi-automatic twenty-two, the old uh, sure, uh, the old ten twenty-two, sure, and right. that thing I can pull the trigger as many times as bullets in the magazine, and it'll just go. Yeah. Now they don't look scary, but it'll ju- do almost as much damage. Just as I could get that in probably any caliber, mm. and it won't look like that scary AR fifteen, but it will do the same thing. Exactly, they don't want to ban those because they don't look the same. And right. now the the other problem though is the except flaw, the magazine under the Columbus law. You know the original. I can still put twenty. I can put a ton of rounds in some of those semi. But the mm. but the original ten twenty two Ruger made is now a ten round gun. Yeah, as supplied new. Back in the old days when you bought it, I think it was an eighteen round gun. I think it was more than ten. Yeah. Right. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could. So it, I guess the the problem with all this is back to definitions. What do they define it as? What is going to be prohibited? What is not going to be prohibited? And I should say this, though. The counter argument to the deer hunting rifle versus an AR-15 in lethality is its ability to be carried and adapted to actually kill people. So, you, you know, you're not going to walk around with my deer hunt. If I wanted to go into a battle, I would much rather have my AR-15. I would much rather have that gun with a 30-round mag that I could, um, it, it's, it's a lot easier to wield. It's a lot easier to point and shoot. Um, I can, well, I can knock off rounds faster than I can bolt action them through with my, um, my hunting rifles. But on the other hand, uh, you know, there, there is, there is, you know, there is a military point of view that, that contra to that, but what, that, what is it? I'm curious. Well, take the M1 Garand, you know, uh, general, no less than old blood and guts. General Patton said that was the gun that won world war two and it's a long gun. 
and it shoots a thirty odd six round. Yeah, but is that the is that the gun? Would, would that they didn't have the others to compare at the time? So well, no, the Germans mm-hmm. did have assault weapons, and that's when they were invented. Was during World War II. The Garand defeated the German assault weapons because they didn't have the range. So you know, if you shoot a Smizer. You know, or you shoot uh, one of those assault weapons, as you know, an AR-15, the range of that and the lethality of it is way less than an M1 Garand. See, my understanding of World War II is most people who were, who were killed or wounded, it didn't happen at the end of a, at the, as a result of a bullet, but rather um, um, shrapnel. Oh, I, 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 I don't argue that. No, and, and, I, you know, I agree. Like the, the I mean, we did of, a lot of bombing. The likelihood of hitting targets <laughs> a lot with, of artillery. with, uh, yeah, yeah. with, a, with a, uh, on the infantry was, yeah. was pretty low. Now, yeah. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but, you know, so, but that's different than going into a store or a school. And even or, snipers use long guns. They wouldn't use an AR-15. Because they're far more accurate. Sure. Right. And far, more, far, more, far more range and far, and far more, more lethal. Yeah. yeah. And so, but if I'm going to go in and my, my goal is to go do as much damage as possible to as many people as I can. I mean, I'm going to be fair about it. I'm going to take my AR-15, or maybe even beyond that, I would take a couple semi-automatic handguns with me because those are easy to reload, those are easy to carry and conceal, and they're easy to use and adapt as a lethal weapon. So, you know, the the point is not the type of gun. The point is who's using the gun and for what purpose. For sure. And you know, there like there, I, I wouldn't. Take and it's my, always it's always been that way. I wouldn't take it's my always. turkey gun to go defend myself unless that's all I had. I, you know, I like to shoot birds with a semi-automatic, others like over-unders. boy, Judge Gormley, that's what I got to say so, on this story. One more one yeah. more facet of gun law since we're on this. The Ohio General Assembly, that's the legislative branch here in Ohio, has now passed a law that's going to add a specification to any crime that involves a handgun that has a what guys are doing is they're taking 3D printers and they're making these little devices that are turning um, semi-automatics into fully automatics. And uh, Ohio now has a law that says if you get caught with that device on your weapon, it is a six-year mandatory minimum prison sentence. Hmm. We call it a gun spec. So firearm specs right now in Ohio, say you use a you use or, uh, carry or use a gun in the commission of a crime, ordinarily there's a three-year specification mm-hmm. on top of beforehand whatever you get on the crime. If you're driving by and it's a drive-by shooting, it's five. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a one-year spec if it's not as serious. Uh, now they got a six-year spec. It, it's sort of Pyrrhic, and what I mean by Pyrrhic is like, all right. It, it's, it's already like, against. It's like the, what I call hate crimes. It's already <laughs> against the National mm-hmm. Firearms Act. Yeah, it's already illegal because you've mm-hmm. converted your Glock. You're talking about a Glock. You've converted the Glock with this little printed plastic piece into a machine gun. Which means you illegally manufactured. Yeah, you've you've, okay. you've committed all sorts. So of you've crimes committed already. a federal crime. You've just made it really, really illegal. Yeah, and okay. you know, so I, I was. A, a prosecutor dressing. was actually talking to me about this and said it was going to cause problems or consternation. Uh, like he was sort of taking what might be the defense side to this. I'm on the other side of it. I was like, look, the General Assembly has every right to pass that law. Sure. And um, go ahead. Right. You know, the question is how do the prosecutors enforce it. Yeah. And. Um, you know, if I'm just driving down and I happen to have one of those, is it is it worthy of a six-year prison sentence? Well, well, there is a lot of complaint mm-hmm. by gun lobby groups, by gun rights groups, that the feds are not enforcing uh, gun laws, that they're not, you know, at the retail level, that they're not going after common criminals for for all kinds Look, of these violations you know ex- except randy weaver you know at the shutdown you know, they'll go after him or david koresh but they won't go after you know your regular gangbanger guy that at, at the retail level so maybe the ohio legislation is so state prosecutors have their own law a state law that they can use to prosecute well i remember during the COVID shutdowns i was down at vance's doing whatever yes Anyway, there was a lot of other people doing the same thing. And I saw buying a candy bar. I saw a lot of this. By the way, sponsor us, man. Yeah. I saw, uh, you know, there were people buying guns and there were people that were clearing, clearly buying guns for other people. And I'm not saying they were doing it illegally. You're allowed to do that, but you're not allowed to do a straw purchase. It depends on why you're doing it and what's it for. You know, you can't, like, Mm. I can't buy a gun for you if you're not allowed to have it, but I can buy a gun for you and give it to you as a gift. Yes. So it's like, is it this or is it that? That's right. Yeah. Um, All right. And, right. and there's other things that can happen now. That's that's like these gift thing. They're, they're, we actually did a I have this munitions podcast. We did an episode on it, so check it out. But anyway, all right, mm-hmm. let's move on. I, I've hijacked cool. the show. No, 
<laughs> I put that in the show notes. Go listen to Munitions Podcast. I, exactly. think, uh, I think one of the amendments that's floating around in Ohio right now is the abortion, the pro-abortion, abortion so-called rights amendment. And uh, there's some trouble with this. It, 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 they're passing around, you know, uh, petitions for people to sign. It'll be interesting to see uh, what, what people think about this, because it really has two subjects. One is the obvious uh, that, you know, gets rid of the heartbeat uh, bill. It gets rid of the heartbeat standard in Ohio and basically says people cannot interfere in abortion reproductive decisions that so it would there's a definition for you so it would just mm. yes it, it would is just the antithesis of reproduction <laughs> yes it would just completely change current ohio law but the second possibly more sub i, I guess submerged thing that has been identified by opponents is some of the language in the amendment could be used to justify keeping parents, specifically parents, out of transition um, gender decisions and actions by children. And that's because language is talking about issues having to do with reproduction. Well, the tackle that you're born with, a vagina or a penis, uh, obviously has to do with your reproductive capacity. And and a broad reading of the amendment then would include uh, specifically keeping parents out of people who are thinking just abortion decisions, but actually it's about anything to do with reproduction. And um, people are very concerned that there is possibly in this amendment a poison pill, if you will, not only as to abortion, which is awful enough, but keeping parents out of being involved with their children who may choose, as you know, the the one, uh, I think it was Washington, D.C., now allows children to be placed secretly with a foster family as they undergo transitioning, and the parents have no rights to be involved. I find this so abhorrent. Wow. It's it's unbelievable I, I what's that. going on. Wow. I, I find this so abhorrent. Um, I mean, look, I think the broader problem I think that the conservatives have made have stumbled into is this. Um, it's a bridge too far. They've gone a bridge too far. They tried to do it up in Michigan, and they got a constitutional amendment that basically went far far back the other way, <clears throat> guaranteeing abortions. And you know, I I think. It's unrealistic to say that uh, the rest of the country should believe what you believe on both sides of this. Um, I, I I really like the notion that this is a state law issue and not a now that it's not um, sort of hijacked by um, a, a, a false constitutional right that under Roe v. Wade. So it's kicked back down to the state legislatures where I think it ought to stay. And now what's happening is because the the conservatives are maybe pushing for something too far. The other, they're getting a backlash. The other side is pushing back and getting amendments to constitutions, and uh, they didn't need to go there. I think, you know, the country's going to go in one direction or another, or they're going to believe one thing or another on this. And I think both sides would do well to accept that you're never going to change minds. Um, you can only, uh, you, if right now you've got the votes to make some changes, if you try to go too far, guess what's going to happen, man? You're going to get some pushback and backlash, and then you get stuff like what you're talking about, Norm, a constitutional amendment that sneaks through. That has all, that has uh, potentially damning uh, consequences for in other areas like this the, the gender surgery. I mean, this is this is yeah. insanity to me. Well, and it's interesting you bring that up because it just when you said that dawned on me. He's like, well, yeah, you're right because of this action, we're seeing the other action of the sixty forty now. Yeah, correct. So that makes a lot of sense. Correct. That the yin and the yang. They want to make it harder. They to make it harder because there because there's something coming down the pike. And I, again. I I still disagree with the sixty forty for the uh, you know us pushing through and voting on a constitutional amendment. I, I, you know I, I I want it to fifty you know fifty percent and fifty percent in one vote. Mm -hmm. I still want that, um, and I don't like the 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 trail that it's come through on the well basically the 
untruths that were told by many people saying, we're not going to do this because of this. We're not doing this because of this. But okay, oh, we are going to have an August election, though. It's going to cost us millions of dollars. But we said five months ago that we're not going to do this kind of stuff. You know, I, I, I don't like where this is going at all. But to your point, that that makes a lot of sense in regards to why there are so many extremes going on very quickly. Yes. If Very you, quickly. The, the problem is, is that people are using constitutions as legislation, and that's not the purpose. You know, yeah. we did it with gambling in Ohio. We've done it with marijuana in Ohio. Um, or at least well, now you sound like Frank LaRose. That's why he wants to raise it to 60, so that we're not using it as a right. legislation. Yeah. Because I don't think it should be easy to amend the Constitution. Yeah. But, I think but, it should but be it, hard. But it, but it hasn't. Been though in the long run, though, we, I mean, I, I, I know I've found some history about what was really not that much has been passed necessarily. Oh, Ohio's constitution but, is, but a, like you said, it's, it's a, a mess. It's a You've mess. referenced it's a mess. It's a mess. But did the state do that or did legislators do that? Well, if the people did it, right? The, so the people did it. The, yeah. The, like people, what we're doing is, I don't it, know. Here, here's the problem. This is exactly what happened in Roe v. Yeah. Wade. It's not good enough. You know, it, they, 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 they could have advocated in their state or locality to make abortion lawful. And there was a lot of political arguments that would have favored that. Like, look, you've got back alley abortions. You've got uh, statistically these many people are getting killed. Uh, women are dying. Like whatever it would be. Those are legislative debates. I'm not saying I agree with any of those facts or disagree with any of those facts. It's irrelevant. But these are legislative debates because in the General Assembly, you can call witnesses to testify. All you got to do is turn on C-SPAN. We see it all the time. Mm-hmm. You call witnesses to testify to get information so you can, in theory, make uh, good legislative decisions. And if it turns out that, say, uh, everything you tried to do on COVID was wrong, guess what? You get to change it. The legislature gets to call mm-hmm. other witnesses contrary to that. Once it becomes a constitutional right, it becomes ingrained, and it's very difficult to undo. That's why that's this. This is the problem with Roe v. Wade. It was premised upon bullshit. It was a. Pre- I'm not gonna say bullshit. It was premised upon um, factually or untested factual assertions about trimesters and everything else. There was mm-hmm. no trial where that occurred. There was no presentation of evidence on that. It was legal argument, and they developed it out of almost whole cloth. And and that should be that that debate should happen uh, on the Senate floor or on the uh, on the uh, Congress floor. Uh, not in a stuffy office of a of a judge or of a of a constitutional judge, and it should be it should be subject to modification and change as knowledge changes. And what we're doing with these amendments is we're sort of ingraining stuff, or you're making it easier to amend the constitution, and then you know it's just going to turn into another uh, high revised code. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, kind of a epic personality in Cincinnati passed away yeah, I saw that. a couple days ago, Jerry Springer, um, mm, yeah. born in London, pretty England, impressive guy too, uh, to Holocaust refugees. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. Born, really? in, born in London and, hmm. and raised in Queens, New York, um, came to Cincinnati, uh, after RFK was assassinated. He was a campaigner on that, uh, for RFK. And after he passed away, uh, Jerry went to Northwestern, uh, got his law degree. Um, he, uh, he was, a, so I grew up in Cincinnati. He was a gigantic personality there. He, while he was mayor, so he was on city council. He wrote a check to a prostitute and, and resigned a year later. He ran for council again and was overwhelmingly elected. Very popular guy in Cincinnati. Uh, Democrat, and as mayor, he had a radio show playing rock and roll, uh, long format uh, music on uh, WEBN down there. So uh, he 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 wrote a song and saved a an Art Deco uh, monument in Cincinnati. The uh, Union Terminal train station was going to be raised, and uh, he he wrote a song and was active in the movement to save that. A historic building glad he did it's it's now a museum mm-hmm. building um so uh, obviously went on had his success the only problem I, and i knew jerry a little bit uh he knew who i was and i knew uh, him a little bit just because my family was involved in politics jerry was such a big democrat um such a, a committed uh democrat that he was the largest single contributor uh, campaign fund tr- contributor to Hamilton County Democratic Party, which is Cincinnati, 
from 1993 to 2018. That's a long ride. He was the number one contributor. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he was an interesting guy, brilliant guy. Yeah, I remember his editorials because he's also a newsman, the anchor of a, a local Cincinnati channel. Uh, after he uh, was mayor, he, he thought about running for U.S. Senate, r- ran for Congress and lost. Um, so, you know, he his his uh, political career never really moved beyond uh, the mayoralty of Cincinnati, but he ended up in Chicago in some big markets, had his big show, had his show Judge Jerry for like three years after the Jerry Springer uh, kind of, you know, uh, crazy show. Um, I, you know, my only problem with Jerry is I think he was so talented and so brilliant that Jerry Springer show kind of killed me. It, I know. It was like Mari Povich or Sally Jesse Ray. It was one of these where, like, are you the baby daddy or not? We're going to do the paternity test live here, results live on the show. And people would be crying. And you saw real human agony. And he did that for entertainment. I had a real ethical problem yeah. with that because he was much better than that. Yeah. But he did. Hey. Made a fortune. He made a fortune on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he decided that he was going to go earn a living and uh, wanted to do that. And, you know, the guys like that have the skill set to do all sorts of things. Well, you know, Steve, you know, I could have made more money as a Chippendale dancer, too. Right. (laughs) So I just want you to know, like, you know, yeah, to me, the criteria and what you do with your life isn't making the most money. Well, you know, it's like selling out here, you know. So I, I did this to make tons of money here at Common Sense Ohio where I should be putting my skill set to use upstairs as a lawyer. There you so, go. So this Chip and Dale thing would have been for the nearsighted <laughs> society or something? Or? That's what I'm for saying. The, the, yeah. The Chip and Dale <laughs> for the blind. <laughs> I'm definitely the if love you're guru. you're online, I'm online. I'm the oh love guru, God. man. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying, I mean, if I wanted to cash in, I could. But I mean, God bless Jerry. I I, I just think that, yeah. like, I, I kind of wish he would have done something different. But his, it, his legacy is that show, it, it seems like, it, where that's right. you, you paint the picture prior and you kind of go, didn't know that guy did that. Wow, that's cool. It almost, I mean, he was it, like Mr. Cincinnati almost. It's like for you, yeah. for those who knew him down in Cincy. It's painful. It, that show but, was painful. But you knew him as something other than that show. The rest of the world knew him as that show. That's I don't right. say the rest, but like that was yeah. his image. Out I think the world. you're. I think you're right. Yes. And you know, I remember him running for whatever, and thinking Springer, right? The guy mm-hmm. on TV. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's like what the hell is that about? Yeah. 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 And you know, he had so much more to offer. So look, you can say, you got to choose paths in life. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like right. you got to say, like. To some extent, we're, and I do mean this seriously, to some extent we're doing this here. You know, we are, we are making our opinions heard. We are voicing our concerns. We are talking about things. And that's going to close other doors for us. It might open some, but it's going to close right. other doors for us because right. people are going to say, Palmer, I listened to you on guns and I think you're a moron. All right, well, so be it. Or maybe I disagree with you inherently on that such that I'll never work with you. So we all make our choices. And, you know, at some point, uh, it, really, it's a morality call. Was, was that the right choice for Jerry? Well, I think that was his to make. And, you know, he paid a price sure. for that to some extent. He yeah. didn't advance in other areas on the other hand he probably made a lot of money for his family yeah smart smart guy um i liked him as a as a human being and uh you know um he was hilarious too i mean that show, that show well was, i know he I know. was a brilliant person and that's all i'm saying is you know you can you can kind of say to yourself you know like i kind of i wish that about a lot of people i wish that they had maybe use their talents in ways that I think, you know, of course it's not for me to decide, but I think, wow, man, what could have been if that guy did this or that or the other thing? And here we are back to the good book, the parable of the talents by mm-hmm. Norm. You know, you got the, you got the <laughs> yeah. guy who does nothing, the guy who does something. And then the, I'm sad about it. I'm not judging. The guy who and I'm, sa- I'm a little sad about mm-hmm. it because his, his editorial. So he would do like a little, like what we're doing. He would give opinion commentary at the end of the news in mm. Cincinnati. They'd give him like a two-minute thing, mm-hmm. and they were just masterpieces. Yeah. And they were really uh, humane and considerate. And, uh, you know, what did he used to say? Uh, you, you know, to take care of yourself and be good to other people. His little sign-off line. Um, he was a good guy yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. 
All right. Well, any nuggets we got to knock down, then we can wrap it up. Well, we got this uh, anti-corruption law uh, or act that's working its way through the Ohio legislature in the wake of the uh, Matt Borges, Larry Householder convictions on racketeering charges. And um, some of the, um, the, 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 the aspects of that act are that nonprofits and LLCs are going to have to specifically disclose campaign contributions, a la First Energy, right? And also, they must reveal the actual owners and the sources of the funds by those nonprofits. So that's going to capture unions. That's going to capture, you know, PACs, all kinds of other groups that heretofore have not specifically had to report their campaign donations. All right, so this, this, is, this, is, this already got me thinking. If we need that law... And it wasn't on the books before. Then it's how called we, a loophole. That's how, what how could we prosecute householder for violating something? And if <laughs> we didn't need the law, then or if we did need the law, then how does he get prosecuted? If we didn't need the law, then he shouldn't have been prosecuted. I, but my point is that well, they got him flat out on bribery. There are other crimes mm-hmm. out there that that sort of cover this. And what you're doing is creating some more regulatory fences because now what's going to happen is people are going to fail to do this and. You know, it's it's more. Look, it might be a good thing. It might be a bad thing. There's always adverse consequences to stuff like this because now there's going to be another regulatory machine put in place to. Deal it'll with be it. it'll be the campaign that has to report that, Steve. Yeah. So the campaign will mm. it it'll be their burden. They get a check in. Well, that's good. From okay, uh, let's say OPSI, the Ohio Public uh, School Employee mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. Union, mm-hmm. they get they get a a check in from them. They're then they then have to uh, itemize that. So it's it's it, it the people who would possibly get in trouble under this are going to be the uh, politicians. Yep. Okay, I can handle that. So it yeah. it, it is going after householder, yeah. if you will, on on that. Um, yeah. Man, they so Dave Yost blocked a hundred and twenty million dollar uh, windfall that First Energy was going to get out of that uh, out of that uh, House Bill Six. Hmm. That was apparently, according to the convictions, they they bribed householder, First Energy bribed householder and Borges to get that passed. And, uh, you know, our attorney general, like him or hate him, uh, blocked that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, He's doing his job. That's great. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Apparently what they offered all of these uh, people, the, the, the people in this racketeering, $61 million in bribed money. I mean, that's... I don't know if they got it all. I don't know if Larry has an account out in the Virgin Islands or, you know, somewhere. Or, yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, that's a lot of scratch. Yeah. You know, there's this point where you just can't even fathom the amount of money. For example, I heard yesterday, I guess it was, that Facebook, Meta, whatever, lost billions of dollars in one quarter. Yeah. You can't even wrap your head around wrap your some head. of this right. type of money, whether it's a quarterly loss or a bribe. Yeah, well, you know, we're, it, we're used to a couple of losses. Wow. It's been recognized as a loss. Is it stock yeah. value loss? But, yeah. it, it, but but they're wrapping it around these billions and, and now millions. Where do you put this? How do you transfer? How do you? Where do you put this kind of money? It's mind blowing. Uh, it's mind blowing if you yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah. It really. Is. And then to that end. How does somebody not get influenced by well, that Steve, kind of cash being thrown at you? Well, Steve mentioned it's, that Dominion settlement earlier. Yeah. Three quarters of a billion dollars. Right. Oh, yeah. my God. Insane. It's insane. It's insane. I would have gone to trial if I was Rupert Murdoch. you got to be shitting me. Yeah. I never would have settled that. Wow. The standard is super high. They would have had to prove, basically, that Fox knew it was false and they plowed forward yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, they had some yeah. they had some damaging emails, and I think what that was going to yeah. happen is they were going to have to put some talent on the witness stand, yeah. and they were going to have to answer to some things, and yeah, you know, yeah, right, yeah, and, that, and that, I guess Rupert mm. can write that check. It was a cost benefit analysis. I guess so. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah exactly. That. Exactly. Wow. All right. Well, mm. with that we're going to wrap it up. It mm. has been another commonsensical day here at a rainy April twenty eighth. 2023 in Columbus anyway it rained you know it, do we care about anything uh, maybe. it rains in maybe. Ohio it rains everywhere else so yeah, we are commonsenseohioshow.com that is commonsenseohioshow.com and what you should do is you should go to commonsenseohioshow.com and like and subscribe to our podcast that way you don't have to find it like you found this one you can just get it like everybody else does so the other thing you can do is you can get access to Norm's blogs which are Let's get it on. Which are pro- prolific, to say the least. And uh, Brett's got a few. Ooh, I still, as I say every week, I'm uh-huh. trailing with a distant zero, a goose egg. <laughs> um, but, you know, 
Slow and steady. Hey, I've got the red mist. What can I say? I'm going for it. I want to be first in blogs. You say red mist. I keep thinking Wake of the Red Witch, an old John Wayne yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like how I know that, I don't know. Uh, but I do. So funny. anyway, we're going to wrap it up. Coming at you right from uh, the middle, at least until now.